Please listen carefully. All right. Well, here we are. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast for a bonus episode. Like, I don't know why we wouldn't do the end, the intro. I don't know. I, uh, we, we didn't discuss it. We need to. I don't know why we need to put music. We need to do. A, uh, you, I said to, this, and I thought you were like understandable or something. Like, what do you? We need, we need now, to now work on our. We need to work on our bonus podcast. Uh, podcast. Uh, you know. What? Yeah. Whatever. It's a lot of Thanks. a lot of effort to put in for a fifteen minute a fifteen minute <laughs> clip. Basically, I don't. I don't so, know. Yeah. So here we listen. We got to be dedicated to quality here on this podcast. That's very important. Uh, but yeah, time's ticking. We got about 15 minutes before some of us have to have to roll out of here. So we thought we'd bring it to you here quickly today with a quick uh, recap of the Stanley Cup because it's not every year that one of the team, one of our teams, wins a major professional sports championship. I mean, we don't live in New England or you know some of these other places. Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles has so many damn teams. Tampa it- Bay. <clears throat> You know, they've been they a lot of teams have been doing a lot of winning. Hasn't been happening to my teams for a long time. So um so yeah, gotcha. uh, if you if you weren't um aware, the Colorado Avalanche, they did it. They topped the mountain, they they won the cup for the first time in about 20 years. Um, which was was pretty awesome. Uh really well deserved, I think, for the players of that team who have been struggling for a number of years. They've kind of been a favorite that kind of underproduced and you know i think a lot of fans around denver were fearful because there have been a lot of teams over the years in all sports but especially in hockey that have been very good and perennial contenders and constantly getting to the second third round even maybe the finals but not being able to pull the trigger i think the san jose sharks are uh the first one that comes to mind for me a team that like every year we're top of the league in the regular season and every year seemed to fall short and you wondered you know, was this the kind of team that was just going to do that? And so to finally get it done was was pretty cool. Um, I was able to go to game five personally, which was which was a lot of fun. And the excitement of possibly being able to witness a Stanley Cup championship, which is something that uh, is on my bucket list, something I hope I could do before before I die. Um, but it didn't didn't work out. Wasn't in the cards. Avs couldn't pull it off in game five, though they had the chance and, of course, had to win it on the road in Tampa Bay for all the Tampa Bay fans. Um, who, if you watched, if you watched the post game, like they're doing like the cup award and everything and like all these Tampa Bay fans are still there and they're yeah. all just like, they're just like, yeah, they're, yeah, with their arms crossed standing and up still. My wife is like watching with me and she's like, why did they stay for, to watch this? And I'm like, yeah. you wouldn't stay. Like, I mean, you still get to see a Stanley cup awarded. Like it's kind of a yeah. one lifetime thing, even if it's not your team, right. like you never know when you might get that chance again, but yeah, it was just kind of funny, right? Like you're there, like sulking, like scooping us. It's about yeah. it's got to be hard to to. I know, I know, we talked about this a little bit to win in the opponent's home. Yeah. Like it's it's just got to be tough on the players, and because you know, in the moment they're they're super excited, they're jazzed, and then you step and take a look around, and it's just a different environment than you really probably <laughs> dream about. Yeah, you, you have to think that like it is different. Right, like there's got to be a difference, even to the players. Yeah, for sure. Like being in an arena where you've got like some fans, but by and large, it's an era of dis a disappointment feeling from above you versus being in your own place where everybody's just going absolutely crazy. Like, yeah, and they they interviewed McKinnon like almost immediately afterward, and you know on the loudspeaker and everything, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, like is it? 
<clears throat> not class isn't the right word, but like, I don't know. Cause now, now all of a sudden, not only did your team lose, now they're going to bring in McKinnon and interview him about yeah. what he feels about winning and everything, you know, not for the audience. Him, right? Yeah. But for the audience at home, right? Like, of course they all want to hear it. And, and it's much larger audience than was just in the, in the arena. But, um, yeah, it's, it was, it was just awkward hearing that, but, but kudos to them. And then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be extremely happy for what you did, right. For as difficult as it is. And at the same time, do you hold back a little bit to show some reserve so that you're not shoving it in their face? I don't, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a neat little so. balancing trick. Well, and I, I wonder if they just, did yeah. like the circles they were making on the ice with the cup, like they felt really short to me. I wonder if they were oh, home, yeah. would they have been doing like full rink circles, each one of them. And like to the I noticed crowd, that like as it well. did feel I like it was maybe right. a little reserved. Um, I know when Chicago won theirs at home, I've distinctly remember that when like, like Patrick Kane took it all the way yeah. around with all the fans. So I bet you're right. I didn't really think of it in the, in the moment, but they were, they were a little quick to pass the cup off, probably quicker than they would have been at home. So yeah, because now you're now you're literally with the cup skating around the rink, like yeah, yeah. Look so, what I got. That so was, it was. It, I was yeah. glad they won, but it and yeah. it was cool to get like a thousand dollars back for my refund for tickets to Game Seven. So that was a Is nice. That for two tickets, I'm gonna ask. That was for one. one. That was for just me. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was mm. nice. Nice to get that back, but um. Boy, sure would have been cool to to be able to see that. But sorry, I, I will let you get the shy. The last point I want to make about this is that like I'm actually I'm not happy. Like I wanted to see it, but like there is like if you're looking at the bright side, it gives me something to still like. They won the mm. cup this year, right? They won the championship. So he's like, well, what what's next year? Like, okay, you're going for two, but like, what makes that special? Like for me, there is still something I haven't seen, right? Like if they make it back next year or a couple of years down the road, which I think a lot of people hope they will, myself included. Like maybe there's still a chance. There's still something that I haven't done, which is see a, see a Stanley Cup award to the Avalanche. So we'll see. Shy, what were you going to say? Nice. I mean, it was just, I was going to try to lighten the mood a little bit. I, you know, this is my first time watching the post game of a Stanley Cup final. I don't know if I even watched the award, the presentation last year when, we, you know, last year's the year that I started watching hockey. I didn't really care about Tampa Bay beating the Canadians, but like I was rooting for the Avs this time. And so I watched. I don't like, do hockey players often like kiss each other on the mouth? Like, is that a regular thing? Like, do they think about that when they're all kissing the trophy? Like, that, that they're basically just like kissing each other? Like, it was very. Very odd. I don't know. I don't really get it, but I think it's, it's for whatever reason, it's kind of just been kind of become tradition. And I don't think they really think about, I, I imagine they don't think about it that way. Yeah. Um, they're all COVID tested before the, before hopefully the game. They're, so. Hopefully they're cleaning it you know, between years. Well, they, that doesn't have the germs like, from yeah, Tampa Bay last year. Like, you know, like, like if you've ever watched any of those, like following the cut, like the cup specials that they uh, have every now and again, like those dudes polish that cup. Like, oh yeah. Like every 10 seconds, like uh, those, white those guys who carry it yeah. out. Like, yeah, the, right. that thing is pristine. That's the, probably the cleanest cup in the world. Until it's handed out, huh. when we're gonna talk about how they dented the cup. I heard about, I, no, I heard about it, but I didn't know what that really meant. So someone dropped yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. Well, what happened is they were coming in for the picture, and Abe Kubel was like the one carrying it, and he was trying to get into the picture, and he kind of fell and like tripped, and it lands on the ice, and you can literally see the bottom dent. Like no, bent, yeah. Watch the video. The bottom like, ring. Yes, the bottom ring. Oh, like, so that's on there for like sixty years now. 
I'll probably straighten well, it out, right? Be the- I'll hammer it out. But, like, yeah. yeah, you should watch the video because it's funny as hell. And everybody, like, every all the players are watching. Like, they're all sitting there looking right at him. And they're all like, oh, no okay, whatever. It's cool. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I learned because, so apparently there's 13 teams on a ring. And, you know, you put the entire roster when you win. Yeah, so my wife was asking me, like, 52 names of people involved with the organization can go on. Yeah, and she was like, well, what happens to the to the rest of the rings? Like, 50 years from now, is it going to be, like, 10 feet tall? And and I looked into it. And so apparently they retire the top ring. Oh. And and when it, when oh. it gets too cold, they retire the top ring. And then a new blank ring is brought in underneath. And they started doing that. I can't remember when. But that's how they're going to compensate. That. For it to be like a million rings tall. That's crazy. Retired to put it into the Hall of Fame or something like that. I can't remember. What I thought called, just, just every 13, 14 years, it got a little bit bigger, got a little heavier. That's what I yeah. always told people because that's how I thought yeah. it worked. So right now it's the maximum right. height they plan on it. When the bottom ring gets full, they're going to quote unquote retire the top ring and then just continue to do that. So that's allegedly, okay. my sources could have been all wrong, but that's what I read. And I was like, that's Very pretty cool. Interesting. Another question I have for you is well, I have two questions. Well, actually, just one question, because I know you're super excited about the Avs, but do you remember? Well, so it is two questions. Last time they won, you were a teenager, right? Like, do you remember that? Like, oh, I remember the first their first cup in 96. Um, so, like, you, most people probably don't know this. I'm uh, not to toot my own horn, but I might be one of the oldest Avs fans. Most people in, in Colorado, I should say. Most people in Colorado got in the Avs in 95, 96 when they moved to Denver understandably they came from quebec the quebec nordiques very i i have to imagine very few people here in colorado were mm. that interested in the quebec nordiques i however was um for a very strange reason the summer before my cousin came to stay with us over the summer because he was working he was working with my stepdad and he brought nhl 93 with him and we used to play it all the time well my cousin was a big red wings fan because he's from michigan and so the red wings one of the best teams in the league were like overall like 98 or something on that game and so when we played against each other like i had to pick a team that was like really good otherwise like i'm at a huge competitive disadvantage one of the other best teams in the league that year quebec nordique i didn't have a horse in the race at that time because we didn't even have a hockey team so i was like sure so i got to know all these players that then the next year colorado and it's like when i first saw the Amazon, my stepdad calls me in to say hey you should watch this we've got a hockey team now and i sat down i'm like I recognize all these players, like Sackick, Forsberg. Like, I know these guys. Like, I thought this was Quebec. He's like, yeah, that's where they moved from. I was like. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, um, I was pretty invested early on. So I was <laughs> super into it, even from that first season. I remember watching the 96 Cup win when Uwe Krupp scored from the blue line. I, w- I was watching that live. Um, I definitely watched the 2001 series. Like, I was super invested. Like, I've been uh, an Avs fan since really since 96 when they when they came here and like i've just been super into hockey so i remember it all last, well. they last all blurred question. together but <clears throat> last question then i'm done skis for this this bonus podcast um so apparently makar got the mvp what are your That's thoughts on that do you agree with that you know i thought it was going to be I, I i think it's certainly worthy Certainly were they. I thought it was going to go to McKinnon if I had to guess. Mm. My, my bet was McKinnon, but uh, McCarr would have been my my second guess. Um, uh, you know, I, I thought that McCarr definitely was pretty dominant, but I think I wonder if he wasn't nursing something because kind of mm. during the second half of that playoff run, he wasn't quite the same, especially in the finals. He didn't quite have that same dynamic presence that he did early on. 
So he kind of was front loaded, but I mean, it's a playoff. It's not just the finals. It's the whole playoffs. And, and he had a, a fantastic finals. So um, I think it may be the first of, of many for him. Cause that guy's just awesome. He's one of yeah. like a, only three players, three or four players. I think three, four times it's happened, but three different players who've won the Norris trophy and the con Smythe in the same year. And it's Nick Lidstrom and Bobby Orr, like two of the greatest defensemen to ever play. So, and yeah, this is his third year in the league. So pretty exciting to to have a guy like that locked up for the next seven or eight years already. You know, I wonder with, with uh, McCarr, like at the beginning of that first game at, in, at against Tampa, the game first game at home, Emily Kaplan like had taught was talking to him on the ice. Like that was like the player interview before that first game started. And she was, she asked him, she's like a lot of, you know, I've been hearing from Tampa Bay that one of their main objectives of the series is to lock you down. How does that make you feel? And he looked at her and he's like, Hey, if they choose one person, they choose me to lock down. We have like a ton of great players, like more power yeah. to them. Like we're just going to shine through. And like, I wonder if one of the reasons why he didn't shine, like Tampa has a really strong defensive presence. Like yeah. that's one thing they're known for. Like if they really did target him and he is now saying player, he still performed well. Like that might be one reason why he didn't shine as you know, Absolutely. bright in that, in that totally could have been. they may have just focused him. Um, so that, I think it's gotta be special for Joe Sackick. Cause so he was, he, he yeah. got a ring as a player in that seven ninety six one. Right. So then in 96 and 2001, yeah. he was still there for the 2001. All right. So he has two rings was, as an Avs he player. Con, at, oh. He was the con Smythe in 2001. In 2001. Yeah. And then, and then he gets a ring as the GM yeah. now. Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be pretty special um, for him. So. Any right. other, <laughs> I know I yeah. said those are my last two questions, but my final comment is this, and it's just a cleanup corner real quick. And it says, uh, so from bshockey.com, sounds like a very reputable site, says the first time the Stanley Cup was fully engraved was in 1999. At that time, the NHL decided to replace the bottom ring rather than simply add on to it. The last time this happened was in 2018. So the winners from the 1954 to 1965 seasons had their band removed to make room for the Capitals team when it won. Gotcha. Let me clean clean up myself. Uh, Sackick won it in 96. Not 2001. 2001 right. was Patrick Wall. Right. So, um, so Avs have three Conn Smythe winners, obviously, because they have three cups. I don't, I don't know if the losing, I don't know if like you know how, like I has like I don't know. Yeah, if has a losing to, team ever got the MVP? Yeah, like yeah. and like I, I feel like it, especially if it's supposed to be like a playoff. I bet it's happened. Maybe that's something I'll look up to because like yeah. it's supposed to be a playoff award, and like if you have an, if you just are head and shoulders better than everybody, but you lose in like a game seven in a really contested right. series. Like, I don't know that you'd be penalized for that, but interesting. All right. I think we got to go. Um, just wanted to kind of give our thoughts, you know, talk about while it was fresh. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. I appreciate a uh, shout out to my wife, Sarah, for letting me have a little time, uh, kind of unscheduled to, to do this real fast, even though it kind of threw a wrench into our, into our evening routine. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, yeah. Thanks to Sheeny as well for letting, letting Van hop on. And thanks to shy for being here. Um, Shot controls his own destiny. All the all the focus target spouses. <laughs> Many thanks go out to them. Uh, anything else, fellas? Before we wrap it up. Congrats. That's it, buddy. Yeah, Good stuff. That's man. awesome. We'll yeah. see you uh, next year, and hopefully, we'll talk about one of our. You're gonna you gonna get a Stanley Cup? Or do they have Stanley Cup playoff jerseys? Like, do they even make like stuff like that? Or are you gonna oh, get some Stanley Cup playoff swag for the I Avs? Might, at all, or? Probably will. You know, uh, my wife, uh, my wonderful wife, for our my for our anniversary gift gave me an avalanche flag that I've been flying outside my house for the, for the last couple of months, which has been awesome and perfectly timed. But I was wondering like, maybe I'll try to get like a Stanley cup champions flag and like get mm-hmm. a second 
flag post, have them both flying. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have to think about that. I, what's nice, I'll finally get to shave this damn playoff beard. Um, this thing's just gotten out of control. So, it's wrong. nothing wrong with <laughs> well, it. Worked. <laughs> yeah, I, it worked out this year. <laughs> All right, All fellas. Right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. If you have any comments about uh, the Focus Targets podcast or the Stanley Cup finals or anything, hit us up at uh, Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Sneak preview. We're going to be talking about Kenobi. Yeah. And force be with you. All right. Bye.